You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live at the studio of Worldwide Sports Radio. All right, let's go. It's the third and long show. And here's your host, Maddie Cavs. And welcome, everybody, to a brand new show of Third and Long here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network here on Long Island, Bohemia, New York. And boy, oh boy, what a day it was last night. I am grinning from ear to ear. I could not be happier with how everything unfolded last night. But we do have a lot of stuff to talk about today. And the main thing we're going to talk about today is Duke, North Carolina, Zion Williamson. Um, We're going to talk about Nike, the shoes. I'm going to talk about uh, should one and done come back into play, the insurance policy, the preview, uh, the... The, the ending of the game, I, I I just have a lot to talk about within this game. But first things first, Mr. Speedy Petey, how are you today, buddy? I'm doing fine. At least I showed up. At least I showed up, unlike our our, our normal producer. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe I, think, I think he broke his shoe in tribute to his boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look at it, I could not be happier. And, of course, he wasn't going to come today. I mean, he probably, his team he, lost. Yeah, yeah, he had to break his shoe in a similar way <laughs> just because he likes him so much. Yeah, I mean, listen. <laughs> It, it, it's it's crazy to even talk about, but it, what what Snug the Cat did yesterday on Twitter? Oh yeah, is, that was great. Too. Is he the biggest mush of all in all of sports? <laughs> um, I like this question needs to be asked because everything that he's touched so far has been completely wrong. I, I think it, I think Vinny is the official jinx of high powered offensive teams in every sport. <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean, listen, I love Vinny. I really do. He's a good friend of mine and whatnot. But, I mean, listen, he called the Boston Red Sox sacrificial lambs. That didn't work out too well for them. They won the uh, World Series. He said the New England Patriots were losing in the first, second, and the conference final. They ended up winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Errol did that, too. Um, and now Vinny took Duke yesterday, and North Carolina ended up beating Duke by 16. So let's get into it right now, Speedy. What I want to get into first is basically the, the 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 nightcap of the game. I want to talk about the game and whatnot. And what I really have to say is this. I have a lot to say about this. And trust me, we're going to get into everything. But last night's game, Duke, yes, 100% you lost Zion Williamson, okay? I understand what kind of, of, of I, I don't know the right word. He's a talented man. Uh, he's an athletic man, that's for sure. He 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 brings the he brings the house basically. Okay, there's a reason why those prices were what they were yesterday. But again, it is Duke, North Carolina, and prices have been that high ever since I've been trying to look for Duke, North Carolina tickets at Chapel Hill. They were twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars, just like they were yesterday. So it really wasn't that much of a big deal. But you look at this Duke, North Carolina rivalry. One, it's the greatest rivalry in sports. And there is nothing you could do to change my mind about that. Okay, it, it, it's the greatest rivalry in sports. Nothing, no, nothing tops, nothing tops that whatsoever. 
But you look at the game yesterday. Duke lost their edge once Zion Williamson went down, and I understand that. But boo-hoo, cry me a freaking river there, Duke. You have the number one recruit in the country in R.J. Barrett and the number four recruit in the country in Cam Reddish still on that team. Still on that team, okay? There is no reason whatsoever that Duke should lose by 16 at home to a team like North Carolina. And I'm a huge North Carolina fan. Keep that in mind, okay? I'm a huge North Carolina fan. But you look at the game yesterday, okay? They got outplayed from from really, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say since he went down 30 seconds in. But that game yesterday had had North Carolina written all over it. They punched Duke in the mouth. They did everything possible to win the game. Now you look at the game yesterday. I was I watched the game and I watched the game extensively. I looked for in-depth details. I looked for plays that could change the change the game tremendously. And there were a, were a few. <coughs> there were a few, but but you know what? Let's talk about it. Luke May, thirty and fifteen. Now let's be real here. If Zion Williamson was playing yesterday, would Luke May have 30 and 15? More than likely, no. No. And I'm going to say that. More than likely, no. He probably still has a double-double, though. Oh, easily. Easily has a double-double. And, and, and that's my issue with, with all these Duke fans. I was fighting with people and whatnot. Again, I know Zion Williamson makes a big difference. You still lost by 16 at home right. with, with, with one of the most talented rosters. Okay, so don't give me boo-hoo Zion Williamson. They should still be able to compete right. and play better they than what they did. Bad game plan, regardless. You, you, you look, you look at the North Carolina Tar Heels. They, they, they were clicking on all cylinders. They had twenty assists yesterday. Luke May went thirty and fifteen. Now, if Zion Williamson played yesterday, I'm going to say Luke May would have had seventeen and ten, maybe eighteen and eleven. He would have had a double double yesterday, regardless of that, because he was just locked in every which way. And people talk about, oh my God, he went off 30 and 30 and 15. It's not like Luke May's not capable of scoring 30 points. He owns NC State every time he's played. He averages 33 points a game when he plays NC State. So he's very capable of scoring 30 points. Now, yes, Zion Williamson's a big deal. He wouldn't have scored 30 yesterday, and I'll admit it. He wouldn't have scored 30 yesterday if Zion Williamson played. But I bet you he would have scored 16, 17, 18 points yesterday. Mm-hmm. But the big thing remains, Duke couldn't stop Cameron Johnson. Cameron Johnson had 26 points yesterday. He shot 11 for 17. He didn't hit a three. He went 0 for 4 from three, and this is North Carolina's best three-point shooter. Okay, He's shooting 51.7% behind the arc this season. That is remarkable. Remarkable. Every other shot, he's hitting a three is basically what they're telling me. Every other shot, he's hitting a three. You look at that North Carolina team. They shared the ball yesterday. They did everything Coach Roy Williams implemented in that game. Now, once Zion Williamson went down, you wanted to see more from R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish. And I'm going to tell you this right now. R.J. Barrett is the best player in America. Uh, he's He should be the number one, number one uh, taking... Uh, player in this year's NBA draft. He's just the most well-rounded player in college. He could do it all. He was efficient yesterday. He shot 11 for 22. 
That's 50% from the field for for R.J. RJ Barrett. I mean, he didn't shoot well from three, three for 11. That's under 20%. But the entire Duke team shot 20.5%, eight for 39. Now, one thing that boggles my mind is I I, I argue with people all the time, and I, 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 I love stirring crap up on Facebook and all other social media platforms. I argue with my friends in text messages, especially my friend Steve Schneider, okay? He's an ignorant Duke fan that just doesn't <laughs> understand because he keeps saying for the past 24 hours, he, he keeps he keeps repeating himself saying, oh, guys out of the game don't don't make a difference, Matt. Guys don't make a difference. Yeah, it makes a difference. But when you it still do for 10, uh, 16 points. It, 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 no, no, no. But it doesn't make a difference when you still shoot eight for 39 from the three point line. Just because Zion Williamson's out of the game doesn't have anything to do with you shooting the three-point shot. Well, this is what it changes Duke... the game plan to an extent, but not to lose by 16. If oh, they... wait, wait, wait. If it changes lose... it to an extent, how? Because Zion Williamson played in the in the Q's game, and they shot 9 for 43. Yeah, Cam Reddish and Trey, Trey, uh, Trey Jones got hurt in that game. Right. But Trey Jones is not a good shooter. He's a defender. That's the difference. No, I know when that. When you I'm... have guys like Jack White go 0 for 10 from 3 in that game, uh, R.J. Barrett shot. What did um, I'm looking right now. R.J. Barrett shot four for 17 from three in that game. I mean, what do you expect to happen? No, I'm, what I'm saying is I think they still <coughs> they wouldn't have prioritized shooting the three as much if he was in the game in terms of just attempts overall. Now, the percentages could still be the same. They shot horribly. And I agree with you. They, they, still, they still lose the game because they lost by 16. For any fan saying that Zion was the reason they lost the game— yeah, the game would have been closer, but I don't think they would have won. Duke still didn't play well as a whole either. They probably would have lost they, by single they digits. They, they didn't play lost, well they, at all. They would have lost by maybe six or something like that. And Zion in there, yes, it changed the game plan, but Duke would only win. If Duke lost by by eight or lost by six, yeah, you could say that. They lost by 16. Yeah, they lost by 16. I, and I get it. Zion Williamson's averaging 22 points a game. I, I Listen, I understand that. I really, really do. But when you lose by 16 at home in a rivalry game, anybody that thought Duke was going to cover nine points is just a straight idiot. I'm not going to lie. is a straight moron if anybody thought that Duke was going to cover nine points, even if Zion Williamson did play. Duke wasn't covering nine points in a rivalry game, especially a game that North Carolina needed to really play well and do what they had to do. So I hate to break it to you. But you look at the game yesterday. Cam Reddish, 4 for 12 from 3. He shot 10 for 23 from the field for 27 points. I mean, this Duke team, I get it. Their freshmen are very good, okay? But if one of them goes down, as we saw, they're in a lot of trouble. They're not talented enough to go out there and do it. Who else do they have? Trey Jones shot one for 11 and one for six. The only thing the only thing Trey Jones is very good at is defending and passing the basketball. He can't shoot worth a crap. He can't shoot. He shot one for 11 and one for six. That's not his strong point. No. What I don't understand about these Duke, about Duke and all their ignorant fans and whatnot is that Duke is ranked in the uh, uh, one of the worst teams. In Division One basketball, shooting the three, there's 300 and like 30 teams or 340 I think it's teams. 338 or something. Like that. So, yeah. so let's just say that 338 teams in Division One as a whole. The Duke Blue Devils, one of the most storied programs in college basketball, they were ranked the last time I looked, and this was about a month and a half, two months ago. They were ranked 327th in Division One in three point shooting. 
327 out of 338 teams. If that's not horrible, what is horrible then? You know what I'm saying? People, I, I, I just hate ignorant people, okay? Yes, Zion Williamson would have made a difference. Would he have made a 16-point difference? Maybe. It, it is possible. So. But, again, these are the same people that love to play the what-if game. I hate the what-if game. See, I like the what-if game. It's it's fine to play, but I, to me, with all the mistakes they made, they looked very sloppy <coughs> handling the ball, just everybody. That's not... That's not all Zion Williamson's fault. It's tough. No, to- they couldn't defend anybody. North Carolina was scoring at will. And you want to know what's funny about that? North Carolina scored 62 of their 88 points in the paint. Let's say Zion Williamson did play. What if Zion Williamson did play? Out of those 62 points, I bet you 40, 40 to 45 North Carolina scores. And here's scores the other in the thing, paint. too. It's a, say, it's a two front. Debate when you look at it, you, I could I could say the same thing. Oh, Duke probably doesn't shoot as many threes if uh, if Zion's playing. If Zion's playing on defense, North Carolina probably doesn't game plan to the paint as much, and then they could probably get well, their no. mid range going. Roy, like, Roy, Roy Williams other... came out and said it. He, they were going after Zion Williamson defensively on the on the defensive end because they wanted to get Zion Williamson in foul trouble. Luke May was either going to win the game for North Carolina or lose it. Yeah, game maybe. For North Carolina. I, no, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying <coughs> maybe they don't get. Would you say sixty-eight shots or whatever? No, no, they scored sixty-eight points in the paint. All right, no, sixty-two points in the paint. I'm sorry. Right. So, but still, maybe they don't shoot as much. Still, maybe yeah. the game plan is to get Zion in foul trouble, and then when he's out of the game, they do something else, or or maybe they attack him in different spots in the mid-range areas because they have the forward play to do that with Johnson and May. They they could still do it in different ways, is what I'm saying, because Zion's still strength strength is still paint defense. Yeah, and listen. Zion Williamson, and, and and that's another thing, and, and and I love debating people and whatnot because people think I'm a hater of Zion Williamson, and I'm going to be real with you. I'm not. He's an athletic freak, okay? I'm not taking anything away from him being an athletic freak. You don't teach what he does. He ran through his shoe. He burst through his shoe yesterday. <laughs> that is something that's never been done by Superman, Batman, every superhero possible never done that. Zion Williamson is his own man, okay? And yesterday, it showed. And you look at it, what other 285-pound man can do what he does? Not a lot. Not a lot. And I get it. He's athletic, but maybe his weight caused some of that problem yesterday. And if people don't know, he gained 100 pounds in two years from high school. 100 pounds in two years in high school. That's remarkable. How, How do you even do that? But... You look at Zion Williamson, he burst through his shoe, and I get that, whatever. Is he going to make that big of a difference on the defensive end? Maybe a little bit, but again, North Carolina yesterday was firing on all cylinders. The way they were passing the ball, the way they were playing team defense, the way they were just playing as a whole, they were locked in yesterday. Locked in. And, and 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 I hate people saying how how the what if game if Zion played I don't like the what if game in any which way because he you, doesn't make up sixteen points you, you you can make that big of a difference and and who knows who knows how because you want to say what if Zion Williamson played what if he did play what happens if North Carolina hit ten of twenty threes what happened if Duke Duke hits five or six more threes. You don't play the what if game if you don't expect it to come back and haunt you because you can play the what if game every which way. It doesn't really matter 
what way you could play the what if game. You could play yeah, it every still which way. There other guys that struggled. Now, whether that was mental because of Zion or whether it was just a mental because of the rivalry. Well, as soon as like he I went was... down, that whole Cameron Indoor right. went silent. Right. The, they, they lost its breath, and they got kicked in the mouth. They got punched in the gut by a, a very, very good North Carolina team. Well, I'm not even talking about the crowd, though. I'm talking about the factor of the rivalry, too. Remember I was saying yesterday, these freshmen aren't used to this rivalry yet, and, and Carolina, as a result, besides the Sear Little, has a experience advantage. And you saw a lot of guys in the first six minutes or so, possibly because of the Zion thing, but also because of the magnitude of the rivalry, taking bad shots, shooting early in the shot clock. And then... You were telling me off this this off air earlier. You were seeing Carolina then after that make other guys shoot, making uh, Trey Jones shoot, making White shoot, who weren't who weren't good shooters. So they they had a good game plan combined with the fact that these freshmen I don't think were ready for the magnitude of this rivalry either, with or without Zion. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it it it, it changes. It, it, listen, I get it. He he he's a big time player in the college game. Um. I'm just not a big fan of his game. I mean, anybody that's a big fan of his game is just a big fan of his athleticism. That's it. Because if you look at his game as a whole, he who didn't show up. If 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 you look at his game as a whole, it's raw. It, it it's very raw. Don't get me wrong. A lot of things could be teachable, but his ball handling is nothing special. Okay, his size is bad for for him. He's only 6'5". Well, depending on his jumping ability and wingspan. 6'5", but he's 6'5", 6'6", tops, okay? Uh, Oh, yeah, and here's the biggest one of them all. He can't shoot. He can't shoot from three. He can't shoot from the charity stripe. He can't shoot from 15 to 17 feet. Everything he does is at the rim against college kids. Can't wait till he gets to the NBA and he gets a rude awakening. And I can't wait till all you Duke lovers that has his you know what in your mouth in your mouth gonna get a rude awakening. I'm gonna talk so much oh. crap every single day. That's why he'll be to a all pro- of you. That's why he'll be a project. He's not gonna. He be, is. He's not gonna be good right away. NBA fans, if you, if you're thinking that he'll he'll have his moments of athleticism. Of no course, about that. I'm not gonna take anything gonna be, away from he's that. He's gonna be good at what he's good at. Yeah, it's but, a start. But, but, it's but, gonna take a but, while for him to develop into anything well. But let me tell though. you this, Speedy. All right, if if I'm taking Zion in the number one pick, do I want him to be a Draymond Green or a LeBron James? You want him to be LeBron. Now, is he LeBron James any which way? I don't think no, so. No, not even remotely. I don't close. think so because he's not going to be the passer. I don't think that's the one thing I don't think he will ever be. I don't think he's I don't think he's a terrible passer, but he's never going to be what LeBron is with passing. And then the other thing too is LeBron eventually was able to develop the shooting. Where do you think Zion's going to be able to develop shooting? Not everywhere. No. I don't. I don't think so. I don't. For someone that's now, the, six five six six, I, I still think he'll be a he'll be a talented player. And you, you don't know when he does peak how the game will change either. You're saying he's not going to fit this modern NBA mold. The game could could be completely different. It was different in the '90s. It was different in the early 2000s. And it is now, so it might change. That being said, he still has skills that are very raw and are going to need at least three years, maybe even more, to develop. I think I think we're not going to see Zion Williamson. The full potential of Zion Williamson till three to four years in the NBA when everybody that takes the number one pick, they expect him to come out and produce right away. And I'm sorry, but he's not a LeBron James or he's not even anybody remotely close to that. He's a Draymond Green, Charles Barkley at best. And I don't even want him to be a Charles Barkley, if you want me to be honest with you. Why do I want a 6'4 guy that can't shoot? Again, if Zion Williamson was 6'10, 6'11, I wouldn't be having his argument. 
I would honestly be putting him on the Mount Rushmore well, that, of basketball players if he was 6'10", 6'11". How much room does he have to grow considering he's He's still, not growing anymore. You think? You don't think so? No. He's still he's still a teenager, though. Yeah, so there's he, still, there's, he, it's still possible. He's not I'm growing saying. anymore. I've snug asking me, is, is he the next Michael Beasley? No, because Michael Beasley is 6'10", and he could shoot, and he could dribble better than Zion Williamson can. So, no, he's not the next Michael Beasley. But, again, back to Zion Williamson. He's a, He's an athletic freak. I get that, but Duke yesterday as a whole got dominated every which way yesterday. On the boards, they turn the ball over, which is not their style, and I get that. They don't turn the ball uh, over a lot. They had 17, they had 20 turnovers yesterday. 20. And that's not a recipe for winning. A lot of offensive fouls went against them, and that you have to tip your cap to North Carolina because that's what they do. But they had 20 turnovers yesterday compared to North Carolina's 14-15. And North Carolina didn't even handle the ball that much. They, they just did what they had to do to win. Okay? And North Carolina just outplayed Duke every which way. And, 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 and I hate these people. Oh, the what-if game, the Zion Williamson what-if game, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he would have made a difference. You wouldn't have lost by 16. You would have lost by 4, 5, or 6 with the way North Carolina played. Stop making Zion Williamson on the on the Mount Rushmore of basketball, okay? He shouldn't even be remotely close on the Mount Rushmore. You guys are making him out to seem like he is the Michael Jordan there's, of college basketball, and it makes yeah, me there, sick. There's no, let I, let I me know the last time he could shoot. Last time he shot a 15, 17 foot jumper. I, I hate to break it to all of you. The one time he shot a fifteen to seventeen foot jumper was a foot on the line three, and it was a mistake. I don't, he doesn't shoot the jumper. I don't think there's any player in the in that game that individual Duke versus Carolina game that would have made a 16-point difference just with the way that Carolina played. Now, if it was a weaker team, sure, but not this game, not this kind of rivalry. No, and I get it. It blew the wind out of the Duke sails when he went down and hurt. I get that. But it wouldn't have made that big of a difference where that. You still lost by 16. You were down by 20-something points at one point in the second half. I thought I was going to see a Duke comeback. I kept telling all my friends, Duke's still going to win by six. Duke's still going to win by six. No. They ended up just getting blown out. They got ran out of their own gym. And the difference with the the end of that game and the the comeback that Duke had last week, North Carolina stayed aggressive. That's they, it. They, they kept going they to the They did hole. not stop playing fast. Yeah, they were more cautious, fine, but they didn't stop playing fast. No, nor, but but that's what North Carolina does. That's their whole demeanor. That's what that's their mo is that right. they like to run and gun and get mm-hmm. up the floor. Absolutely. And they beat them up and down the floor. There was one play yesterday. Like, there was one play yesterday, first half. There was uh, Duke misses a shot at the end of the half. North Carolina gets it, throws it up to Cam Johnson with 11 seconds left. Misses a dunk or layup, whatever you want to call it. Misses it, okay? Duke gets the rebound. Now, Duke is only down by eight, okay? With like nine seconds left, they get the rebound. They try to pitch it ahead. Nope. Stolen by Seventh Wood. Seventh Wood dribbles right down the middle. Dishes it off to... Uh, Mr. Garrison Brooks over there dunks it with no time left on the mm-hmm. clock. North Carolina, instead of Duke cutting down the lead from 8 to 6 or 5, they go into the locker room down 10 mm-hmm. now, 42-32 at the half. Okay? They, it's little plays. The dunk, <laughs> it, it, it's little plays that changes the amount, changes the college basketball game, not the NBA. Right. The college basketball game. There's more there's offensive little rebounding plays. and press in college basketball. Yeah, That's and, the way and, it is. And, and you look at it. North Carolina didn't play well. I mean, their point guard didn't play well. Kobe White still has a lot to learn. He's a freshman. He shot three for 14, one for six freshman from three. Freshman in the rivalry game. <laughs> six turnovers. 
to three assists. That's a negative, negative one to two uh, turnover to uh, assist ratio. Like it, it was just bad. He didn't play well. Nasir Little didn't play well. I expected Nasir Little to have a big game yesterday and going up against Zion Williamson. Because again, if you listen to my show yesterday, the one thing I did say was that Nasir Little is the only one in North Carolina who could cover Zion Williamson. Okay, every which way. If Luke May was on him yesterday, Zion probably would have had 20, 20, maybe 18, 19, 20 points and 10 rebounds with three blocks and whatnot. Yeah. But it changes everything because you play the what-if game again, the what-if game. What if Zion played? What if North Carolina hit half their threes? What if Duke hit half their threes? What if North Carolina uh, shot the ball better? What if Duke didn't turn the ball over so much? Stop with the what-if games. You, you guys lost. You got outplayed. You got blown out in your own gym by 16 points. 88, six, uh, 88 to 72. When you're losing by 20-plus points, the majority of the game, especially in the second half, you're losing by 20-plus points. The biggest thing that lost in the game was the f- magnitude of the rivalry and Duke taking a lot of a lot of ill-advised threes. I think the game— Well, well Speedy, I brought it up to you before yeah, we went on. Yeah, you did. I'm talking more—I know you were saying that they were leaving guys open, like specific guys that can't shoot open, which is fine. I'm talking about more from the perspective of shooting early in the shot clock. It seemed like there were possessions where all they were trying to do was shoot the three. I think there was one sequence where they got a couple offensive rebounds, and then they just kept trying to shoot the three instead of put it back up. Like, it was just some dumb decisions as a whole. Yeah, there were some shots that were open, and like you were saying earlier, 82% of them were— uh, 82% were of Duke's three-point shooting it. yesterday where nobody was within five right. to seven feet. Open enough where they should make it, but that was also the game plan of let bad shooters take shots. It was Jones. It was White. It was a lot of guys that aren't normally known for shooting. A lot of the bench players, um, the Delorier, like they're not they're not really known for shooting. Like that was a good game plan on Carolina's part, but also I don't think the play, I don't think the coaching staff of Duke was able to adjust when they just stopped. They just couldn't shoot. And a lot of that was panic because Zion was out of the game, but it was also the fact that they should have been attacking more often than they did just to change it up. And I'm surprised Coach K couldn't do that at all. Well, listen, Co- Co- Coach, K was, Coach K was worried about other things, and right, rightfully so. I mean, I don't blame him any which way. But Duke as a whole yesterday, they just didn't play well. They lost the wind in their sails, obviously, when Zion went down and whatnot. Duke shot... 20% from three, and one of the biggest things I said yesterday on my show for the people that do listen and for the people that didn't listen, I said the one thing that is going to break Duke down, especially come tournament time, I've said this to a lot of my Duke friends, is that they're in trouble when they need to shoot a three come tournament time because it's going to happen where they're going to need to shoot the three at a very high rate in the NCAA tournament. And I said yesterday, if Duke shoots under 20%, Right, Speedy, what I say? Twenty under thirty percent, did mm-hmm. I say yesterday? Yep. Mm-hmm. If I said I said yesterday, if Duke shoots under thirty percent, North Carolina will blow them out. I said that yesterday, and if you want me to prove it to you, I'll pull up the show. I'll have Speedy pull up the show yesterday where I said that. Because I, I, I remember what I say. I know for a fact I said if they shoot under thirty percent, they're getting blown out. And look what happened. They shot twenty percent. You lose by sixteen at home in a rivalry game. That's not good. That's not good at all. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to a quick break. And when we come back from break, we're still going to talk about Zion Williamson. We're still going to talk about Nike. We're going to talk about the shoe. We're going to talk about all that good stuff. Should it be one and done? Should college players get paid? We're going to talk about all that good stuff here at the Worldwide Sports 
Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you are listening to the Third and Long Show, and here's your host, Maddie Cavs. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network here, Bohemia, Long Island. Gorgeous day out today. I'm in I'm in just a regular long sleeve shirt and a sweatpants. It's fifty degrees out. It's fantastic. Um could not be happier with the weather. What about you, Speedy? Are you pretty happy with the weather? You still yes. got your leather jacket on? I I still will wear it just because I like to wear it, but gotta love this weather this time of year. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But you know what? Let's get into it. Zion Williamson. The question remains with Zion Williamson and the and the NCAA as a whole. Should college basketball players get paid? And yesterday, okay, yesterday, the Zion Williamson injury put sickening NCAA hypocrisy on blast. And you saw it 36 seconds into the game, okay, when Zion Williamson went down and got injured. You saw what these prices are going for, okay? When you have... The ex-president of the United States, Barack Obama, Spike Lee, Todd Gurley, Floyd Mayweather, Ken Griffey Jr. show up to a sporting event. You know it's a big deal, okay? Zion Williamson limped off. I get it. One person spent $10,000 to to get inside this gym that holds less than 10,000 people, okay? Zion Williamson is an incredible player, and it really takes moments like these to show the college athletes fra- how fragile these guys can really be. And you look at it, a lot of these guys paid over $3,000 to get into Cameron Indoor, and these players don't get a dime. This is a young man who is as vulnerable as he is talented, and this is just sad to no end. I've always been an advocate in the college game that these guys should get paid for what they do. Playing, If you have never played a Division One sport, you're, it, it, it's a full-time job, okay, playing a Division One sport. I played a Division Two basketball, um, and even that, that was tough. You play a Division One sport where you have to wake up at 6 a.m., go, go, go to a workout, okay? Then you get breakfast and you go to your classes starting at 8 a.m., okay? Then you have study hall. Then you have lunch. Then you have film and practice. Then you have to maybe go do go to another study hall and then it's home in bed like this is a full-time job for these kids when you're playing division one basketball football soccer any division one sport it's a job for these kids and these guys are getting nothing they're not getting a pen uh penny the ncaa as a whole and mr emmert over there whatever his name is they're crooks they're stealing from these kids that deserve to get paid. And now the question is going to come into remain again. And I guarantee after this injury, it's going to change. Do the one and done come back? Does leaving after your senior year of high school to enter the draft, does that come back? And it absolutely should. If you think you are ready after high school, you're 18 years old, you're, you're a grown-ass man, you're, you should be able to enter the NBA draft if you want. Okay. Look at it. Look with the NCAA. Look how much money they made on just yesterday alone. Okay? And I get it. Williamson, Barrett, Reddish, Jones, and Little are supposed to be content with tuition, room, board, and Nike gear. Okay? But they can't make a living off that. 
okay? If Zion Williamson had a significant injury, thank the Lord, Duke, Duke, Duke did the right thing. They took out an insurance policy on Zion Williamson, an $8 million insurance policy on him, and the insurance policy goes that if he falls late or more than the 16th pick in this year's NBA draft, so if he goes from 17 to 30, okay, which is not going to happen regardless of he, he could have been on one leg. You know what I'm saying? But if he fell 17 to 30 in the NBA draft, he gets that $8 million insurance policy. He gets that money. And, and, and that's what it is. It, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. And uh, one of the news reporters, Andrew Carter, tweeted yesterday, so Zion is out for tonight. Maybe it's a significant injury. Perhaps not. Here's hoping it's not. Imagine, though, if it is, how much has he accounted for financially for not only Duke, but also ESPN and every other outlet and prof, uh, that profits from college basketball, including us? Last month, ESPN announced that the top five matchup between Virginia and Duke brought in 3,764,000 viewers, making it the most watched college basketball game across all networks this season. Okay? Speedy, let me ask you, do you think, are you an advocate of these college kids getting paid for doing what they do at the Division One level? Uh, here's the thing. I've never <laughs> been a fan of them paying, getting paid directly because I do think there could be problems that are caused with that too. You're, you're dealing with these kids still not knowing where they're going. They, we've seen... The, Professional athletes make mistakes with money all the time where they end up getting broke later in life. We've seen these guys make mistakes, and I do think there will will end up being problems, especially at 18 years old. 18-year-olds that don't play sports make bad decisions with money all the time. So I don't think they should be paid directly. Here's the thing, though. I, I, I don't mind the insurance policies. I don't mind if they would, say, enhance the scholarship because, again, they're still getting the recognition where they will end up getting that money later. And the other problem with it, too, is the NCAA is not just separate governing bodies for each sport either. The NCAA governs Division One sports, and the schools could have up to 30 sports, maybe even more. And then what are you going to deal with? The, the five-star recruit in this sport's not going to get paid because it's an unknown sport? I mean, that, wouldn't, that would be, like I guess, unfair in terms of the recognition of the when NCAA. When these kids look at yesterday's game prices for the Duke-North Carolina, I get it's a rivalry game, but when one guy spends ten grand to get in, NCAA it's making a crap ton of money off these guys. These guys deserve to get paid every which way. Because I'm going to tell you this right now: if they don't, if they don't come up with a solution within the next, I'm not going to say three to five. I'm going to say five to seven years. You're going to see because I'm going to tell you this right now: after last night's injury to Zion Williamson, they're going to change the the rule that they have to go to college because they're not going to go to college anymore, and they're going to find other outlets. Everybody saw what Luka Doncic uh, tweeted yesterday: go play in Europe. Go, with, with, with the laughing emojis. But is that the best spot? Because you're playing against professionals already where if you're, you think you're, you're not grown into your body. But if you think you're uh, ready for the NBA after high school, why not go play and make money financially for yourself, for your family, for your baby mama, for your side chick and her kids that you have with her? Why not go be secure and go make money? And keep in mind, you go play in Europe, you get paid in euros. If you're Zion Williamson out of high school, he could have went over there and got paid in euros and made a crap ton of money for the way he plays, okay? But you look at it right now, these kids, the NCAA are crooks. They make so much money off these kids in, in, the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the football, the bowl games alone, 
Forget about it. Schools make so much money off these kids. Alabama is probably a billionaire, billionaire type school with the amount of money Nick Saban and these right. college and, kids and, have and brought in. And look at look I, at all the NFL success. I those worked. Kids have I had. worked at Stony Brook University when okay. they made the NCAA tournament for college basketball, and they lost As to Kentucky. Seed, yeah. yeah, and they lost to Kentucky in the first round. You want to know how much money the athletic program got that they got to distribute all around the athletic program? Take a guess. Take a guess. Almost, the, almost the, thirty the, million one tournament appearance. Almost thirty million dollars from the NCAA. Okay, all oh, right. And you're going to sit there and tell me these kids can't get paid when they're when the athletic program as a loan is getting right, thirty million dollars. The athletic program is also one of those things where they they're governing the other sports too. It's not just the basketball program. I'm saying is not Division One as a whole. You have to pay kids that are swimming. You have to pay kids that are playing badminton. Division One. Would they be able to if it's that many sports and that many the kids though? You that's, have that's to the find thing, a way. That's the to one pay. thing I'm not sure about, and that's where I think you're. That's where I think because of what the school is taking in combined with what the athletic program is taking in, that's where I think the scholarships are coming in. Now, I think they can enhance the scholarships a little more, maybe make it a little more premium than just what the basic no, kid no, would get. I wouldn't even change the scholarship. The, 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 the stuff they get on scholarship is crazy when you're playing a Division One sport. I've had friends. I Listen, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, guys I've talked to on the regular before, okay? They're both in the NBA. One went to Tennessee. One went to North Carolina Chapel Hill. Trust me, these guys get well taken care of on their scholarship. Right. That is one thing I can promise you. Yeah, but that might not be the same with every school, too. And like I'm saying, the NCAA is the governing bodies of not just the Power Five conferences, but schools that may not have those kinds of capabilities to give the kid the scholarship. And that's where I think, yeah, maybe some schools can enhance the scholarships a little more. But again, I I do think paying them directly will still be problematic where you're going to have all these other issues. And again, I, I've said this on Homestretch a couple of times too. Who says there aren't more scandals caused too as a result of the of the money? First of all, there's scandals every which way. Listen, if you play a Division One sport and boosters and you go to like dinners and galas and everything as an athlete, boosters are handing you envelopes filled with cash. Okay? Don't let anybody fool you, Speedy. Don't don't be naive. I'm telling you, these guys get well taken care of, and I understand that. But the amount of money that they make for their school their athletic program, they should be getting compensated for all that. And after last night's injury with Zion Williamson, okay, just showed even more how much how much the NCAA are crooks going forward. They take, they take, they take, they never give anything back. Okay? These guys are crooks. Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA, he's the worst one of them all. He's the worst one of them all. He says all this other stuff and whatnot, but you look at TV ads, you look at sponsorship, because again, I did corporate sponsorship and fundraising and branding at Stony Brook. I know a thing or two about some money and stuff going on, okay? These guys make a, a ton of money within. These college kids need to be compensated, because if they're not, you're going to see big-time players leave and not even go to school. You're going to see them go jump straight to the NFL, even though in college no, football. No, you can't do that. I know. In college football, you have to stay for three years. In two. the NBA, oh, is it two, two years? No, because you have to play your junior season. You can't leave after two years. Tua Tagovailoa could have left after this year if he wanted to. You I thought Sam Bradford season. left after his sophomore no, year. Nope, junior year. 
He left to redshirt sophomore. He played three years. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Okay. He, he played three I years. I thought it was just two because years out of Tua, high school. Okay. Tua was a sophomore. He could enter the NFL draft if he wanted to. Uh, if it was a, after his sophomore season this year, he can't do it. Okay. He's leaving after next year. Some reason I, I mean, maybe they changed it. No, again. no, no. Thought, I'm telling you, Sam Bradford was a redshirt sophomore. He played three years of college. He was just a technically a redshirt sophomore when he left All right. at, at Oklahoma. But anywho, news about Williamson is and the injury – is going to keep coming out. You're going to hear so many different stories. Um, it, it, it's it's pretty crazy when you think about all this stuff that happens going forward and everything. But th- this injury is very serious, okay? And you, you, you got to feel for him, and I do. But the NCAA needs to do something because they're going to start losing kids back and forth. They're going to lose top players going to the NBA if they don't start compensating these kids. Because if I know I'm the number one high school recruit and I could be the number one draft pick in the NBA this year, why am I going to go to school and risk getting injured like Zion Williamson, which he just blew through his shoe that has never been seen before. And I'm going to talk about Nike and stuff in a little bit. That has never been seen before. The Paul George's 2.5, okay? That's the shoe, okay? It's never been done. And it's a smoking gun. This is a smoking gun on why the NCAA is the most corrupt league in sports and why student athletes like Zion Williamson should be paid for their services, this shows exactly why they should be paid for their services. So, Speedy, you're you're kind of against. Paying I'm kind kids. of I'm against paying players directly because I do think there will be problems with that too. Being that we've seen a lot of athletes go broke in the past and have had well, you do, but, but I, I'm sure I'm you not saying I'm, it's going to be everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you don't know this, but in NBA and their rookie, they, they take classes in the summer and stuff, uh, financial classes, and they have people come in who's lost everything. Through the NBA riches and whatnot, this happened right up in Rye, New York State. You know where Rye is? That's not too far away. I've heard from of you. it. Oh, it's not too far away from the Connecticut border. It's like it's like literally okay. right on the outside of the Connecticut border. Like that's where they do the the rookie class, and that's where they teach these kids about financial stability and how to handle your money. So to act like these kids don't have anything or they don't get the the teaching that they should. They do get the teaching that they. It's should. one thing to get the teaching, though. It's another thing to actually execute it in full and remember to do it all the time when you're out with your friends or you're you're hanging out with obviously NBA guys. Like if LeBron wants you to come out with him and stuff. But it like don't that. matter. It's like another thing like to that. do that. But like I'm just saying that you could think you could think it and know it all you want. It's another thing to actually do it the whole way, and that's where I feel like these kids could get in trouble. And again, doing it 18, we've seen all we've seen all these things. Obviously, the Louisville scandal with the with the strippers and all that, like stuff like that, can still happen with the money too. And that's where I get concerned with that stuff. Like but you that. but you can't be because again, like like I stated earlier, if you're gonna pay one if if you're gonna pay one program, you're gonna have to pay all the Division one athletes right. because again, if you go to a Division one school. It is a full-time job from the moment you step on campus to the moment you leave campus. It's a full-time freaking job. Like I said, you wake up at 6 a.m., you go to weight room. You have 8 a.m. breakfast. You have 8.30 a.m. classes. You have uh, a shootout, a shoot-around after practice, uh, film session, dinner, study hall, bed. It's a full-time job being a Division One athlete. And... Every single person in the Division One era, maybe maybe not so much Division Two and Division Three because it's not as much, but it is still it is still a lot. Um, 
These kids need to get paid. It's simple. They need to be compensated for their services. The TV ads alone, they you you the amount of money these school makes are ridiculous. NCAA makes off these TV ads. They are absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. All right. Because of the, uh, obviously, because of the difficulties we were having with the phone, Anthony, Anthony Carragher was trying to call, so he told me to read what he was saying in the, in the Facebook comments. He says, I totally agree something needs to be done to help these kids who are bringing in money for the NCAA, but if you're paying Zion, you also need to pay the average Joe who's playing bowling. Didn't like, I say that about badminton? Now, I said that about badminton. If, if you're playing Division One badminton at a school, you're, you, you should be compensated correctly. Now, here comes the question. What should the college football players get paid compared to the guys that are playing bowling and all these other See, that's type a judgment. of sports? That's a judgment you're going to have to make, though, because the problem is the NCAA is also the governing body of everything. And that's that's the problem I have where not a, a lot of schools have all these programs. Now, are you going to judge it based on the success of the program? Are you going to judge it based on the success of the athlete? You need some kind of judgment for that. Now, that may vary on the schools. And if you do something like that, where say, all right, only five-star recruits get paid. Only teams that had winning seasons yeah, but, get but paid. But again, like, you can't do stuff like that. Exactly. If you're going to pay, problem. Yeah, no, but it shouldn't going be because be if you're going to pay. If you do that, uh, too. wrong. Completely wrong. Because if you're going to pay, you're going to pay each kid the way they should be paid, okay? If you're going to pay the this Division One school, the only way it's going to change is from like the Alabamas and the North Carolina and Dukes compared to the Stony Brooks, the Lipscombs, the Florida Gulf Coast to the small hey, schools that Florida don't. Florida Gulf Coast no, made the Sweet 16. Don't I know. Them. Trust me, the <laughs> Dunk City was very exciting to watch. Okay, and they should have made the Elite Eight if you want me to be honest with you, because they should have won that game. But you, but that, but that's that's the only difference, and that's where the money comparison is going to be. There's a reason why. Schools or or conferences are starting to form that they want to make it like a Power Six conference, and they're going to just isolate everybody out of the Power Six, and they're going to take everything. You won't see a Division Three sports anymore. You won't see Division Two sports anymore, and that's something that you can have going forward. There's a reason why Mark Emmert and the NCAA are crooks is because they just give, they just take, 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 and they don't give as much as they should. Again, these kids need to be compensated. They need to be compensated rightfully so. If you're going to pay Zion Williamson $600 a week, uh, Ta- Tara McKee, who's who's playing badminton, needs to, needs to be paid $600 a week. These guys... Every Division One athlete needs to be compensated for their time. But do they have enough for that as a whole with you do many know, different you teams? You do know, you do know the NCAA is a billion-dollar market, right? You do know that, Speedy, right? It's a billion-dollar market. So it, 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 it is tough to see. And I'm sorry to all the callers that are calling in right now. We're not really able to take a phone call at this moment because we have some stuff... Uh, uh, we have some technical difficulties going on with the phone. Speedy, who was that? That was Jeff. Jeff wanted to call yeah, in. He wanted I, to talk. I don't. Again, yeah. I was told to wait, so I'll wait. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Good. Yeah, you have to wait. So, uh, hear from Errol. Anthony was saying more things in the comments <coughs> section. Uh, he was talking about your your comments about making the jump out of high school if they were to change that rule again. He says it's risky and. Uh, people are thinking if you're ready, and it's he not thinks risky. going to college is a boost. It, it, it's not risky because these kids, a lot of these kids that jump 
into the NFL, uh, not NFL, the NBA and whatnot when it was all, when it was pay, uh, back in 2005 before this rule came into effect. They come from poor places. They do this for financial reasons. There's a reason why you saw uh, Brandon Jennings go to Italy for a year and play. Uh, you saw these other guys go over to Europe and play for financial stuff. If you think you're ready to go play in the NBA at 18 years old and you, you, you've done all the workouts, you did what you had to do, and you're getting good feedback, you should be able to go. It's your life. That's the, that's the choice you choose to do by going to the NBA. Now, do I think if you go to the NBA and you fail, you should come back and be able to play college basketball? Absolutely not. Your eligibility... Agreed. No, uh, we agree on uh, that. Uh, uh, eligibility is over. You're 18 years old. You're a grown man. Stop being soft. Life does not give you a lot of chances like that to do, and that's my biggest right. problem. Right, we agree on that. Yeah, no, you you lose eligibility once you do that. But again, you're gonna you're gonna see this rule change because of Zion Williamson. There's not a doubt in my mind you're gonna see this rule change because of the injury and how some of these kids should come out come out of high school and go in. Past few years, we saw a couple guys that should have went to went went straight out of high school into the NBA game, and they would have done probably fine. Listen, Zion Williamson is probably gonna is gonna get drafted one or two, probably more than likely number one, regardless. Okay, and I get that it's all based on his athleticism; it's not based on his basketball talent or game. Okay, but the NCAA is the most corrupt program in in all of sports. The most corrupt is the NCAA. And it's not even, no one's even close to being more corrupt than they are. They steal, 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 and they never give anything back. And that's what I have to say. College kids need to be compensated. They need to be paid for what they're doing. It's a full-time job going to a Division I program and being an athlete. It's yeah, a but, full-time uh, job. But the, and the NCAA is also the governing body for the Division II and Division III schools. And listen, too. and I, I understand that. And they have to find, they have to find some way. To, you have to realize the NCAA is a multi, multi, multi billion dollar business. Keyword there, business. Billion dollar business. It's not like it's a, a multi million dollar business. It's a multi billion dollar business. They have enough money to pay these student athletes every which way. At over 500 schools and I guess however many teams. I don't yeah. know. You think? A billion dollars. Multi-billion, not just a billion, multi-billion dollars. If you have 500 schools, okay, and you look at it, give each school $25 million, $20 million, $20 million for each school. For every school? For every school. All right, and then... How are you going to divide the money after that is based on no, what? No, no, though, no. No, 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 no. After each school gets $20 million, say, each Division One program gets $20 million. Division Two say, gets $15 million. Division Three say, gets $10 million. Okay? You have to find a way, and then the rest of the money, you divvy out to everybody else that works at the NCAA. It's not hard. There's a reason why these guys are all rich working for the NCAA, Okay, they make enough money on TV ads going forward that could pay for their kids, kids, kids schools. It doesn't matter. There's ways to move it. You say there's over 500 schools between Division one. Between all three, I no, would, there, there's I would probably think, like there's, over, there's probably like 700 schools, right? So, my thing is again, you're gonna have there's to, 338 in just Division one alone, right? My thing is like you're you're judging the basis of all right this. We're panicking that these guys should be paid because the number one recruit in the country went down. Like that—that's—that's that's what we're judging. We're 
we're looking at it like that when injuries are a common thing in sports. That's what you risk anyway. If you're playing a college sport, you're playing a professional sport, and that that does happen. And it's unfortunate what what happens if it does become a major injury. We don't know. But my point is, I don't know if I I don't know if it's going to be a complete solution. Just having this kind of system. I just saw I what Anthony. Carragher I really wrote. don't know how even it's going to be, and I still think there will end up being more scandals and problems caused from. I, this. I I I just saw what Anthony Carragher wrote again. He wrote, "Taking a step away from sports. What about the kid who comes from a poor place and is super smart and is getting scholarships and aids based off his grades? Don't you think it's a full time job to keep up his grades up?" And he, and then he said, and can't you say someone getting a full ride to school based off his God-given athletic ability, leaving school with no debt, somewhat of a payment? Right. That's and, what I'm and, saying. And, and, and listen, right. you're you're right with that last comment, but to talk about the scholarship and the and and because uh, the kid's smart and whatnot, there's a difference where people get paid in the real li- in their real life jobs. These guys are athletes. These guys are going to make more money uh, being professional athletes. This kid could be a doctor and whatnot. Right. So it, it, it's it's completely irrelevant to say something like that, right, and then going that's like being that. Paid long term, which is which is very different, though. So than so being that kid, short-term. so that kid who's who, wait 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 wait. So uh, you're going to penalize me for being a star-studded athlete, and just because you're book smart and you you have all these no no no, no. For I'm not doctor. saying that. I- the NCAA is a is the governing body of the sports. We're not saying it's the governing body of the school. The school gives out scholarships for everything. That's that's fine. My point is that he, I think what he's saying because, because the student who's a, who who has all the grades and stuff, he's still getting a full ride. He's still getting all that stuff. So isn't that somewhat of a payment too? With no is, debt, it is. And, and okay. the, the debt is what I think the, the the argument of the scholarship is and why it's good. If there's no debt, if there's no scholarship and they're getting paid directly instead, you're still going to have to pay that later, which is essentially the same kind of thing. And to me, when you look at it, there's still going to be and benefits to to the, what the scholarship brings to you. It's still going to cause for your family to be stable now you're now every family's different and every region is different there's no doubt about that but again that's where you come from we can't really judge that and i don't think the ncaa is going to be picky with that it's the same thing with the schools but again the debt not having to pay it later is still a big deal and and listen i understand that but 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 i'm, I'm talking about what what anthony brought up with the with the poor kid who's getting scholarships and whatnot and and uh, uh financial aid and all this stuff it it it's not so much as a full-time job being a student as it is being an athlete because athletes, regardless, still have to keep a 2.5 GPA in a Division One level or a 2.0 or 2.5. Yeah, 2.0 because remember the 2010 John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Kentucky yeah. team was barely over that minimum at 2.02. Yeah, yeah but, but, but this is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like they, they do have to maintain. Obviously, they don't have to maintain a 3.5 if they're on uh, their uh, scholarship for their grades and whatnot. But I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, kids need to be compensated. NBA, I have someone that just said, don't forget it's the NBA to blame for players having to sit out a year. Yeah. Oh, I know. Mr. Ben Carey said it best. I, I me, me and this guy, we interact in a, in a Facebook group, uh, college basketball. He's a big college basketball guy. I think he's a Carolina fan as well, which is nice. But he, he, he just said it, he just said it best. Don't forget it's the NBA to blame for players. Okay. To having to sit out a year. That's the only reason why Zion is at Duke. And, and, and it's crazy. He, it's true. The only reason why some of these kids go to college for a year is because they have to because of the NBA. And Mr. Ben Carey, that is why they're going to change. Oh, he's a Gonzaga fan. My bad. That is why they're going to change. Okay? 
the rule soon because of this huge Zion Williamson injury. They are going to go back to the high school way where they are able to, okay, they are able to leave after high school. Listen, I'm a big advocate of ki- of kids getting paid. I was a college athlete. I played. Uh, listen, I don't. I I didn't care. I played a while ago. I didn't care about getting paid. All, all this nonsense. Okay, but these kids at a Division One program, it's a full time job. Okay, if they want to leave, let them leave. They're 18 years old. They're grown ass men and women. If they want to leave, let them leave. And that's all I have to say about that. I think college kids should be compensated. Speedy doesn't think they should be compensated. Not directly, no. I do. I think they should be compensated for what they bring to the school and what they bring to their program. But again, that that you know what, Speedy? Maybe in a, next week we'll have a, a debate on uh, should college kids get paid. I think that would bring in a lot of viewers. I think that would be a good one between you, me, Vinny, I'm sure will be here mm-hmm. and whatnot. I have, I, th- I think that would be a very it, good idea. If it goes as, as loud as the one that we had on home stretch a couple uh, last year after all the Sean Miller stuff came out, yeah, this that'll get interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was really rough last that year. That was really that was really loud. Guido and I are, agree, and then Tyler agrees with you. So oh, he <laughs> that, thinks they should get paid. That, it was, and it got very loud. Yeah. Oh, of course it will. See that that's fun. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen, if Zion Williamson were allowed to be paid like he damn well should be by Nike, a faulty sneaker would not be quite so future threatening because, see, he was getting paid to wear it. Yeah, it's all very straightforward and simple. That's that's a manufacturing malfunction, though. Pay him. Yeah. Pay him, but he's wearing Nike stuff. If if he was getting paid by Nike, it's something different. I think they're making a big deal. The school is getting paid by Nike to wear all Nike stuff. Right. I'm just saying that's a. I think that people are making a way too big of a deal out of the shoe malfunction. That was one malfunction out of probably millions of shoes made. It just happened to be on the number one player in in the recruit in the country. So. Listen. now, now, Now the question remains. Does Zion Williamson need to play or not play? What do you think, Speedy? It's interesting. I don't think there's an evident answer yet. I don't. I don't think it's set in stone. And people, I people on Chalk Talk were arguing today that Ben Simmons didn't uh, didn't play the rest of the year because they didn't. He want to hurt himself. There's a difference because that LSU team wasn't good. This is this is Duke. This is a top five team. Even though they'll fall in the rankings this week, they're still going to probably be number three or number four or something like that. This is a top five team. If you if you made a commitment to Duke, you made a commitment to everything that goes on with it. Now, if the injury is that bad and it comes out later that it, it is maybe torn or it is sprained more than we think, all right, fine, then then don't play. But I think right now it's too early to tell. I wouldn't just make an impulsive decision not to play in the NCAA tournament because the NCAA tournament will rise your stock up if you play. Of well. course, yeah. if you play well, but, but his stock is already as high as the ceiling can possibly go. Right, but p- still, people are going to look at it like that too. Now they can look at it in a negative light too. Now I don't, I don't really care into compensating for that, but. There are scouts that do, and I think that'll end up making a difference. And again, it's the same thing with any other sport. The decision to sit to the and hold out or the decision to, to play through it. And obviously we saw what happened with Le'Veon Bell. Obviously we saw what happened with Earl Thomas. There's there's two sides to both of them, and that's the decision he'll have to make. I think it's too early to tell. I, I would play him now. Uh, not now, but I would play him in the tournament if it's still just this minor sprain. But if it gets any worse, obviously don't. I, I'm I'm reading some stuff on like our, our Facebook and stuff, and Anthony Carragher uh, said he played uh, basketball today and my shoe exploded. Do, do, do I do I sue? It hurt my draft stock. <laughs> I'm actually I gonna mean, give that a laugh. Yeah, it, it's it's I I already loved it. It's fu- it, it's funny. 
Um, it, it, it's pretty crazy. Oh, Ben was an ex-Division One football player. I have a lot of thoughts on the issue. Let me know when and let's make it happen. Uh, ben, listen, this isn't a podcast. It's a live radio show. But you're more than welcome to call in whenever you would like. Speedy, are you going to type that to Anthony or who are you typing that to? I said we are a network, oh. Ben. <laughs> yeah. We are a live radio show network. You are more than welcome to call in any time, buddy. In any sport, my friend. You got a Gonzaga fan. Yeah, listen, I give him a lot of credit. He's probably been a Gonzaga fan for the past three years when they were good, you know? And I'm, just, I'm just messing, Ben. I'm just you messing. Mean, yes, but you mean every other year after they were upset yeah. as a one seed by but Wichita again, State? Yeah. Okay. My, my take on this, should Zion Williamson sit out and whatnot, um, my take is this. The school gave you a full ride. You should stick and abide by your full ride. I, I, I'm impartial to this because if my talent was uh, an athleticism and knowing I'm going to be the number one or number two pick in this year's NBA draft, if I knew what I was doing, it would be tough for me after this injury to play again and hurt me possibly even more. I know Zion is a big advocate of the college game. He doesn't want to sit out ever. He loves college. Right. He wants to keep playing every which way. I, I don't think he would have picked Duke if that was the case. If he was thinking, oh, I just we need to just do this for a year just to help my individual performance, he probably wouldn't have gone Scott, to Duke. Sc- Scotty Pippen has said it right. Uh, Zion Williamson needs to walk away. He's the biggest prospect since LeBron James, and the NCAA has nothing to offer him. All it can do is take from him, steal his likeness, and jeopardize millions of his future income, which is everything, Speedy, you and I have been saying for the past 20 minutes. Um, now, you look at it, obviously, in my in my opinion, do, will Zion sign with Nike for a shoe deal? I don't see him signing with Nike anymore, especially after he just uh, exploded sh- yeah. the Paul George 2.5. But, but again, that's one shoe malfunction out of a million. Can you really can you really blame it? Just coincidentally went on him? I don't now, know. Now, let me ask you this, Speedy, like, because you and I... <laughs> I think they're making a big deal Because you, you, you and I both... Uh, both the uh, you you think he should keep playing in college, or you don't think he should? I think he should if the injury is not too serious. If, if it's a, if it's more of a more of a sprain or a tear, then don't play. Fine, if, if he will be out for the season anyway. Like mm. if if it, if he is still in this minor sprain dealing with it, you could hold him out maybe until the ACC tournament. Fine, I'm okay with that, or even the NCAA tournament if they really think they they could win it anyway. But if if it's if it's minor, keep him in. I would I would play him. You're you're at this team for a reason. Play him. You chose Duke because you wanted to, to win a national championship. You joined Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett to do that to make this kind of NCAA version of a super team. You have to commit to that unless it's unless it's significant. If it's significant, don't play. But yeah. if it's minor, keep playing. You could wait till the ACC tournament if you if you're worried. Fine, but. No yeah, uh, and, and, and that's the whole thing. Listen, like I said, I'm impartial to this because one side of me thinks he should sit out and whatnot because, listen, he's going to be the number one or number two draft pick. He's going to get all this money. I don't want to injure myself for the future going forward. But then my other part of me is like, I love the college. I love the college. I love Coach K for giving me the opportunity. I love Duke University for like, giving me the opportunity to play college basketball here. I should abide by my by my uh, 
scholarship that I signed that I'm going to play here at Duke for the full time. Like it's a it's a it's a lose lose situation in my opinion for Zion Williamson. If he plays, he's going to get so much stick uh, about him. You hear what all the NBA players are saying on Twitter. The Twitter universe was had to be going crazy when he got injured yesterday. Vinny Rubo was sending me tweets from every every angle uh, uh, about Zion Williamson yesterday. You look at it. Again, I'm Vinny impartial. Rubo, a guy that would draw on the Zion empathy parade. Let me <laughs> let, 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 let me just break it down for all our listeners. My usual producer and co-host, Chris Speedy, is is a Thursday regular, but and he comes in on Wednesdays once in a while. But my usual co-host and producer, Mr. Vinny Rubo, he's the biggest mush in all of the land. Whatever he says and he takes, you want to take the opposite. Okay, I'm just giving you a heads up now. So if I'm going to let him do picks one day. Maybe in in the coming day, uh, coming weeks and whatnot, I'm going to let him do picks. But after listening to him, I'm going to do the opposite of what he said. We should have Vinny, Vinny make a uh, NCAA tournament bracket, and we'll just uh, I'll just pick against whatever one seed he has winning it all. <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean, listen, it, it's crazy. These kids need to be compensated. If if that is Ben, I want him put on regardless. If that's Ben, put him on. Ben, what's going on, buddy? Ben, you're on. Nothing. How are you, pal? I'm good, man. I just saw, you know, this going on on a... Hey, there's a little bit of echo, by the way. No, I know. that. that that's on our end. We're, we're having a little uh, technical difficulty for the past, like, okay. hour or two. But but continue. What's going on, pal? Oh, yeah. No, no, no problem. So uh, I just wanted to chime in a little bit. So I'm all for athletes getting paid. Um, well, being a I, former I Division I athlete like yourself, you should be. Yeah, absolutely. And... Well, first start off, I wasn't good enough to play in the NFL or anything like that, but I did play with individuals on my team who were good enough. Okay, so there you go. I, I do see both sides of it, but the issue is, is I just don't know if there is a good plan in place where we can structure it in a way that, let's say, the star quarterback makes X amount of money versus mm-hmm. the second well, string tight end right. makes X amount of money. But Does again. This plan that, like, obviously there is no structure right now and everything, but this is something the NCAA should have been talking about for years now. And it's been brought up for years now that these guys should be getting paid for at least the past five or six years. It's been brought up. The NCAA is going to need to do something because, again, I don't know if you heard, I said they are a multi-billion dollar business, not not a sport. The NCAA is a multi-billion dollar business. They have billions and billions of dollars. They would find some way to pay these kids. Now, do I want to pay a kid on the practice squad the same as I'm paying my star quarterback? Listen, in the college game, I think every sport, uh, like say you play college football, I play college basketball. If if you're getting paid seven hundred, I'm getting paid five hundred. Everybody on your team needs to get paid seven hundred. Everybody on my team needs to get paid five hundred dollars a week, and so forth and so on, going like that. But, but why everybody would football be- benefit more than basketball, though? That's no, no, what I want to know. I'm, I'm figuratively speaking. Okay. I'm just throwing I'm it just out saying, there because I feel like there would be outrage if that happens too. No, and and and, it w- and there would be. But there needs to be a way for this to happen because you saw yesterday, I don't know, Ben, if you saw a lot of the tweets about these NBA players and stuff and what DeMarcus Cousins said, what Luka Doncic posted, all this stuff, Isaiah Thomas, what he said. The rule is going to get changed. These kids are going to be able to leave after the, after high school for for the NBA draft that they're going to want to, especially after Zion Williamson going down the way he did. Okay, The, the rule is going to change. 
I, I think the NCAA are a bunch of crooks. I've hated the NCAA. I hate everything about Mark Emmert. He is a big-time crook, the president of the NCAA. Okay? It, there needs to be a way, and it's going to be tough, but they need to do something because they will lose kids. Look at Brandon Jennings. He could have went to uh, Indiana or wherever he got recruited to. He decided to go play a year in Italy before he could get drafted. Okay, that would have been a good Indiana team. Too. No, well, I don't know if it was Indiana per se, I, I but think, it was somewhere. But the, in I think the, the year he came in, I think Indiana was one of the best teams in the. In the I I, in I the don't know if it was Indiana, time. but I'm just figuratively okay. I'm just, speaking. I'm just saying. Like, these guys, these top guys, are going to be want to go make financial decisions for themselves and their families because let's be real here, a lot of these guys that come into college for a year and leave, they do it because of financial reasons. Can you Absolutely. can you agree with that, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. And just back to my original point, though, I just it, it, it's hard for me to say what that comprehensive plan would be as far as how to pay the players because I think it's a lot more complicated. It is. It's than, definitely complicated. It hundred percent is because because now you have to go Division One. What do they get paid? Two. What do they get paid? Division Three. What do these guys get paid? It is the very guy, very Alabama, hard. Because you know, they're right, on ESPN right. every day and all all that stuff. You're one. Listen, you yeah. you brought up some great points, and I would I I, I love it. I love it. I, I I really do, and whatnot. Because yeah, it's one of those things where I I believe it's a problem. I just don't know the solution. Yeah, that's the problem I have with it too. It, <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's going to be more problems caused with it. Uh, that then people think whether it is within the schools or whether it is within uh, the players having having trouble. It, I think it's it's too complicated when the NCAA is such a just such a big governing body of seven hundred plus schools and within those schools possibly over thirty teams depending on the size of it. It, it, it does. It, it changes everything, and there's so many different variables you have to look at. And Ben, you you, you brought them up like. Who gets paid what, and does Alabama get paid more than Colorado State and San Jose State? Yeah. Like, like, like I said earlier, like, does Alabama? I worked at Stony Brook University as when when they went to the NCAA tournament. Like, I I know what they got from the NCAA. Like, is that different than any, every other school and stuff like and how that? How much like, you get per win? How much do you get for the strength of the win? Like, yeah, like it changes everything. Does UMBC get extra for being the first 16 seed to win? Like stuff like that. Here's my initial solution. I want to hear your thoughts on this. So we don't start necessarily with paying the players, but we let them benefit off their likeness. Hello? Hello, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm so did you guys catch that? No, 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 no. You Say said like and then you yeah. stopped. Oh, sorry, likeness. Oh, oh likeness. So let the players let the players benefit off their likeness. Uh, for example, if Zon Wilmington wants to sign a shoe deal. He, he, he can do so in college. In college, they won't necessarily be being be, be paid, so to speak. But that is being now, paid. But that, 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 that is being yeah. paid, though. Yeah, that was the same. If I'm dilemma. signing a shoe deal for my shoe, I'm going to get compensated ben, for my shoe. Ben, that was the same dilemma that Saquon Barkley had when he came out of the draft last year. I, I forget who the the shoe company was, but they wanted to give him a, a, sh- a deal for, for cleats and stuff like that yeah. in February or March. Now, my thing to that is, why don't you just wait until you get drafted? It's two months. Why would well, you ri- want to risk that? I mean, well, I, I guess the point I'm saying is, is if we start with letting the players day one in the NCAA come in and benefit off their likeness, that's necessarily not the NCAA paying them per game or being on the team, but it's a baby step 
into making maybe both parties side on the issue. No, if, if and if anything were to happen, it would be the company's fault or something like that. That's fine. I'm just saying that there's still there still could be more scandals caused. And if you have but a ben, case, but Ben, let me ask you this. If you knew the NCAA was making billions and billions of dollars off you, wouldn't you want to get compensated for that? Like if I'm Tua Tagovailoa or my or my Division II school is has been the best for the past 15 years, wouldn't you want to be compensated for that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're essentially working for free. I guess my point is, is I have to look at it from both sides because there's individuals who say, hey, they're getting a free education. And that's a whole right, other and not having to deal with student loans and stuff like that. Exactly, but then there's the extreme side who says, "Oh, you know, let the players get 100 percent of what they're worth." Right. I and think the only solution is is we meet in the middle, and my idea is let the players benefit off their likeness uh, before I, being paid uh, by the university. I also think it's also being overblown more because of the one and dones, because the one and dones are not trying to pay attention in their classes and stuff like that. They're just doing the minimum so they can keep playing. I think it's overblown with that, but here's the problem. That represents what? Maybe less than 1% of all college basketball players? I mean, how many one-and-dones are in the NBA draft every year? And then maybe there's a couple that try to make it and don't. So that represents Mm -hmm. less than 1%. And then how are you going to deal with that if you're the NCAA? Still, again, the governing body of all these athletic programs, the ADs themselves, like they're they're still facilitating and owning the the rights to 15 other players, 16 other players, and then within the other sports too. If if you take every team in uh, Division I, so I believe that's 353 college basketball teams, Oh, and Duke's ranked 327th out of 353 Division One three-point shooting. I love it. <laughs> and free free throw shooter, right? Oh, listen. Let, let, let me just ask you, before you get into it uh, and all that stuff, I, I, I just want to just answer this question, yes or no. Yes. And I, and I promise I won't attack you hard if you say what uh, uh, the opposite of me. Do you think Zion Williamson's game is going to translate into the NBA? Uh, I, I kind of want to hang up on you now, but okay. Continue what you were going to say. Okay, real quick why I say yes. I just want to let you know that he'd be the second heaviest player in the NBA. Has nothing to do and with anything. Just because he's heavy doesn't mean anything. Okay. Six foot five, can't shoot a three, especially the NBA three. Can't shoot from outside the paint. 82% of his shots this season for Duke have been inside the paint. Look what he's shooting from three in the college game. Look what he's shooting from the charity stripe. It, it, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I love you, Ben. I thank you. Wait, first of all, when when do you ever see anybody ever box out in the NBA? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, but listen, do you who do you compare Zion Williamson Zion Williamson to? Question. What? Who's who's boxing out Zion Williamson in and, the NBA? Today? Any anybody over six foot ten? They're bigger than him. Zion Williamson is six six mm-hmm. tops. That's being nice, to be honest with you. If you see Zion Williamson on TV, R.J. Barrett is a legit six six, and Cam Reddish is like six seven six eight. They are actually head above shoulders bigger than. Uh, Zion Williamson when they stand next to each other on the court. You see the difference in size from these guys. I'm sorry, but if I'm 6'5", like Zion Williamson, Wait, or 6'6". Time six, out, time out. Size, we're talking height. Height, yeah. I'm, t- I'm, I'm talking height. Listen, if, if, okay, Zion, if Zion Williamson was 6'10", 6'11", I wouldn't be having this argument because I'd be putting him on the Mount Rushmore of of college basketball and possibly the NBA before he even stepped foot on an NBA team or whatnot. But the fact is, he's only 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Wh- what do you think? T- he's going to be able to do this Wait, against... you would rather have a guy who's 6'10", 
280 who has a 25-inch vertical versus Zion Wilmington who's 6'6 six, six, who has a 43-inch vertical, and they weigh the same. So, 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 so wait, wait, but, but let me ask you this. So you're sold on his athleticism and what he can do. You're not actually sold on his game and whatnot because you, you, you didn't say anything to me when I brought up his shooting prowess. You didn't say anything to me when I was going to get into that. He only has blocks when he comes from the backside. He's going to be covering perimeter guys in, in the NBA. If he's going to be covering big guys, uh, if he's going to be and covering that's where the, the vertical four, and wingspan, keep in mind too. And, we don't and, know and, yet. and don't get me wrong, the NBA is a positionless player, uh, positionless league. Yeah. That's because three quarters of them, including the power forwards nowadays, have a three point shot. Okay, there's only a select few centers, Andre Drummond, Javal McGee, select few centers that can't shoot the three at a consistent basis. Everybody else can shoot the three point yeah. shot Even at a Jokic consistent basis. Denver, he's draining. Who? Jokic. I know, but Jokic, but but yeah, this and, 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 and he's seven foot. Like this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I uh, the my biggest thing is that he can't shoot. Okay, teams are gonna lay off him, and he reminds me a lot of Jay, Draymond Green, except he's just more athletic. He's not as good as a passer as him. He doesn't have that good of a ball handler as him. He's more athletic. He could jump higher, and I get that. But if I'm gonna take Zion Williamson with my number one pick, I don't want him to beat Draymond Green. I want him to be LeBron James and Michael Jordan, and he's not. My whole problem is is that, that he can't yeah. shoot. That. Is that he can't shoot? That's my biggest problem. If he had a jump shot, if he was able to pass the ball a little better than he could, I would be oh, I would be okay. And people talk about his defense. People don't realize is that when he gets to the NBA, he's going to be covering the Paul Georges, the LeBron Jameses, all on the perimeter. Yeah. You're going to sit there. People are going to sit there and tell me he could honestly guard these guys on the perimeter. Nobody can guard these guys on the perimeter. Now you're going to put this guy on the perimeter who is not as fast as him. Don't get me wrong. For someone that size, his body being 280 and whatnot, he has very good foot speed. Going to take nothing away from that, okay? But he's still not going to be able to play these guys and cover them. And to be honest with you, he does have nice length. These guys are still three inches bigger than him and have the same amount of length are going to be able to shoot over him. That's my biggest problem that I have. Or spacing. Fair. So let's, let's uh, connect this back to what we're talking about. Yes. I have another question. Absolutely. If shoot. Zion comes out of high school, and, you, and let's say you can go straight to the NBA hypothetically, okay. like it used to be, would he have been a number one draft Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. He, so he, I, I guess everybody's been on him since he was a sophomore. One, then why are you not convinced that – I mean, do you think he's worth a number one pick still? On, on athleticism alone, he's worth the number one pick. We haven't seen an athlete like this since 2003 when LeBron James came into the draft. I'm taking nothing away from his athleticism. I love, I'm in love with his athleticism. It's something we have never seen before. Listen, he just blew through a shoe. Superman, Spider-Man, <laughs> Batman have never done anything like this. This guy is a superhero for blowing through a Nike shoe. The Paul George's 2.5 is what he blew. He blew his foot through. Okay. Now, does a lot of it have to do with his weight? Yeah. He's 285 pounds, and if you saw, they kept playing it in slow motion, you saw how much oomph goes into it yeah. when, he, when he plants his foot, okay? And th that's a freak thing. Like, like Speedy, my, my producer and co-host, said, it's something you'll, it's one out of a billion, right. which technically which is really why I'm is. not blaming the shoe at all. It's, but a, it's based a manufacturing on, malfunction. But Ben, back to what you said, based on athleticism, he, he's easily going to be the number one or number two pick, and I wasn't disagreeing with that because teams are in love with his athleticism, and I get that. But if you look more in depth into the game, when do you see Zion Williamson shoot a jump shot? 
He's not going to be able to throw his body into players in the NBA that are bigger, faster, stronger. He's playing against kids in college, and half the guys that he goes up against, don't get me wrong, your boy Rui Hachimura, he's going to be a top 15 pick. I get that, mm-hmm. okay? But Zion Williamson lost that game. He didn't play the best of games that game. I mean, he played all right, but he didn't play the best of games. But a lot of the guys he goes up against on the front court are not even going to be in the NBA. You're going to tell me you, you the, the, the front court of Louisville is going to be in the, in the NBA? Luke May is going to be lucky to be a second-round draft pick in the NBA. You tell Noir me— is a freshman right now? You tell me uh, uh, against Duke, uh, Duke who they played against this season that their front court that they're going to see in the NBA besides Rui Hachimura. Is Nawara a freshman? I don't care what Nawara is. He's only he's he's not ready to play in the NBA. No, I don't think he is either right now. I'm just saying where, where like, he could be. Nobody from like Indiana. Nobody from Indiana. Nobody from Auburn. Auburn doesn't have anybody that's in that front court ready to go. Clemson, Wake Forest, Florida State, nobody. Terrence Mann is their best player on Florida State. Syracuse's front is horrible. O- O'Shea Brissett plays the four, and he's 185 pounds. He's going to be a second-round draft defensive pick. Team. I mean, it, it's not about that. I'm talking about players who you Zion make, goes up against. You make great points there. Yeah, you make great <coughs> points about his competition. I will say, though, this is sounding a lot like all the critics when he was playing against, you know, 2A South Carolina I actually saw him. I I, listen. I I understand that, and I actually saw him play a high school game. And when he that was the trip. What? I said I thought that was crazy. First of all, the gym was packed. I was lucky to get in, but I saw him play a high school game. And listen, he is a legit six six, maybe maybe six five without shoes, or six five and three quarters, whatever it is. But he is a highlight reel. He is an athletic freak. And I, I get what you're saying about what the critics said in high school and stuff. It's not going to translate to the college game and whatnot. But you and I both know the college game is completely, completely different than the NBA. Right. There's no one way to yeah. win in, in college where it seems like in you if you can't shoot in the NBA, and, you can't Yeah, win. I, was, I was just about to bring that up. And now you it and can I, change in the, in the time of Zion's career. Like I was telling him earlier, like – Maybe in his sixth or seventh season when he enters his prime, the game may change completely, but right now... The game ain't changing completely. It's still going to be a three-point shooting game, and that's what the NBA is. If you can't shoot the three, you can't play in the NBA. That's why I said that the majority of the guys, yeah. especially power forwards nowadays, even some centers can shoot the three. You, 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 you brought up uh, Nokic and whatnot, or Jokic, whatever it is. What, what, what about the guy from Portland? The guy from Portland could step Yusuf out and shoot. Yeah, yeah, he could step out and shoot the three as well. You know, Blake Griffin, 6'10", 6'11", could shoot the three. Giannis is 6'11", but he's an athletic freak. He can't shoot the three as good as these other guys, but he could shoot the three. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my I, biggest I a, problem. I have a buddy who he's basically on board with your uh, argument here, but he, he watches a lot of NBA, and what he told me, he said, I think Zion – can have a successful NBA career if he drops 15, 20, 25 pounds. I, I, you know what? I'm not saying he wouldn't be successful, but I'm going to tell you now, teams are going to make him lose weight. They don't want him being yeah. his size at only 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, being 285 pounds. If he's going to be 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, they're going to want him to be 265, 260. That's what they're going to yeah, want and, him to be. And I don't think his athleticism, of course, won't take a hit. Absolutely not. You don't. That, that, that's God-given ability. 
That's God-given ability. And that's the thing. My, I can't wait because, you know what? Someone that size, he's going to have to guard on the perimeter. And he's been so lucky and fortunate that he's been down low in a Duke scheme where he plays the four at 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, that he doesn't have to cover guys on the perimeter. And he covers guys that are slower than molasses down low. That's why he gets all his backside blocks and whatnot. He's not going to be able to do that in the NBA. Don't get me wrong. He's going to be able to block people in the NBA. His vertical leap is unbelievable. But he's going to have to cover guys on the perimeter and he's going to be lost because it's tough playing defense in the NBA or the defense that is played when it gets down to crunch time the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. It is tough to do from switching hey, from switching guys, to three minutes. Hey, we'll, 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 uh, we'll talk later, man. Absolutely, Ben. Thanks for calling, bro. Continue the conversation. Good, good job. Excellent. Later. Thanks, buddy. Ah, my, my, my friend Ben. He, hey, listen, he brought up some good points. I, I thoroughly enjoyed talking to him. It, it was very good. But again, Talking about Zion Williamson, we're obviously not going to go to break and get into anything else because, Speedy, you and I have been on a, on a rampage about Zion Williamson and should, they, should these guys get paid and whatnot. So you think they shouldn't? I don't think ben, they should be paid directly. I think ben, they will be paid ben, indirectly. Ben and I are kind of in agreement. We both think they should be paid. I think they should be paid. But here's the last question. Do you think Nike's stock has fallen? Because I'm reading so much stuff from CNN Business and everything. Nike stock falls after Duke Star is hurt as his sneaker comes apart. Can you believe that? <coughs> Nike stock is falling. Uh, Nike stock was down more than one percent on Thursday, which could be billions of dollars. The one, excuse me, the one percent. Okay, and Nike builds its reputation around creating premier shoes and clothes for athletes, but that image took a big hit with Williamson's. Sneaker snafu and whatnot. Analysts had attributed uh, the stock move to Williamson, obviously the presumptive top pick in this year's NBA draft and hottest prospect since LeBron James entering the draft. Um, but he was wearing the Paul George's 2.5, and like I said, his shoe just blew up and it split apart, and he had a knee injury now. And you have to keep in mind, it's Nike. And it's exclusively supplies Duke's basketball team with uniforms, shoes, gear, and whatnot. And they quickly released a statement that said the quality and performance of our products are of utmost importance. While this is an isolated occurrence, we are working to identify the issue. I mean, you look at their endorsement deals, who they have. LeBron James, Serena Williams. I mean, you look at it. It's crazy. Nike spent $11.5 million, billion, nearly a third of its sales on marketing and endorsement contracts last year. Nike and its Jordan brand sponsored 85 men's and women's basketball teams in last year's annual NCAA tournament. What do you think about this? Do you, do you think this hurts Nike? Because I firmly believe this hurts Nike tremendously. It shouldn't, but it probably will. I feel like it's really stupid how much this is being overblown. It's one, again, one out of maybe three billion shoe manufacturers. There's obviously plenty of uh, Nike schools across the country. There's uh, plenty of people that aren't athletes that wear Nike. They use them as running shoes, all that. There's three billion shoes, and, and the one that... Well, the one that breaks happens to be of Zion Williamson, the most famous basketball player, college basketball player right now. It's just, again, something that I think is very overblown. I think actually the reason the stock is falling is just coincidental timing with this all happening and, and the collusion case with Colin Kaepernick. Remember, obviously, he had the, the Nike commercial and a lot of stores have had to close down because they don't want to sell Nike products and all that. I think it's just coincidental with all that right now. The fact that it's... 
happening to Zion Williamson is just again because it's Zion Williamson. It's the big name, all that stuff that that ends up happening. I don't think it's going to hurt think, them in I don't the long think, run. I don't think it will hurt them either. And Not I in the long I run. I really think this is all overblown be, right now. Because you could look. Remember the NBA jerseys in 2017 when they were getting ripped apart every which way when it would just be a little tug and they were getting ripped apart. I don't think it's going to hurt them in the long run. But being that this is a shoe and listen, every snoo, every shoe dealer. Under Armour, Puma, Nike, Adidas, they're going to want to sign Zion Williamson to a shoe deal. This is not a good look for Nike any way you do it. It's down 1%. That 1% could be $10 billion because of what Nike is worth. You know what I'm saying? Like right, That hurts them. Now, it, will it hurt them in the long run? I don't think no, it's going to hurt them I don't in the think long it run will, because it's still the biggest company. I know that again. They had one malfunction out of like you never saw this in college basketball with for what a decade. I don't remember any instances where shoes were breaking, and if they were, like it wasn't players that were very well known. Now that shouldn't have a digression to the shoe company because again, Zion Williamson's obviously more famous than a lot from, of basketball players the last ten years. From CNN Business, it says like. Nike has reduced its dependence on high-top basketball sneakers for growth in recent years. It, it, it has instead focused on lightweight running and wear-to-work shoes. Nike basketball sneakers sales fell last year. Do you think this could be a reason, Speedy, that, that it fell? Because they're concentrating more on lightweight running and wear-to-work shoes and everything? I mean, basketball shoes are not in fashion. It's it's all about athleisure footwear. I mean that and style. could be that could be. I mean I, I'm not really sure on trends of everything because I don't really care about that kind of stuff. Of course but not. It, it's one of those things where I really think it's just being overblown right now just because it's Zion Williamson. If it was say I don't know, but this say but you could say the same thing about LeBron James when it happened in 2003. Right, but LeBron James is also a famous name too. I'm I'm just saying, but that, he wasn't that. But wait 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 wait. LeBron James was famous when he was in high school when he was 15 I know, years old. Right, that's at my the point. ABCD camp. Right, that's my point. It's overblown. Because it's a big name. If it was, if it was one of the Duke bench players, it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal. No, I mean, it would it, still be anybody it, that blows fun. through a shoe. No, no, no. Speedy, no it'd be, it, it's huge. It'd be funny because it's it's something you never see before, and it's because of the the way the shoe broke. And I saw on Facebook earlier today there were. Like there's like a Chapel Hill souvenir store that already has shirts out with uh, Zion falling. No, I, I forget what it said, but it had a picture of the shoe like uh, blown out or something <laughs> like that. Like it was it's funny. A freak thing. Like I think it, I feel like if that were to happen to a random player, like a bench player or like one of the starters, isn't that famous? It would be funny. They're just making a big deal out of it because it's Zion and he's going to try to stay with the shoe deal and all that. Where okay, well, Nike wants him, obviously. Of course, but I'm just saying, like, is that going to really? cause an issue like one game maybe if it's a big injury possibly but I really don't think it has anything to do with the shoe and I really think this whole thing's overblown uh listen you could be right but when a when a multi-billion dollar business like Nike b- loses one percent of its earnings who knows what that one percent is worth that's the whole thing Nike's worth over billions of dollars so that's a hundred million dollars that they that they've lost if you think about it, or a million dollars that they've lost. Like, who knows the exact number on what they lost, but it's down 1%. Now, again, in the long run, is it going to hurt them? I don't think so. I don't, I don't I, think so either. I don't think so either. I mean, it just sucks that it was Paul George's 2.5 sneakers. Like, I'm curious what Paul George has to say. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it's about his shoe malfunction. Uh, Again, but it's a shoe malfunction that should never happen. Now, maybe it doesn't... Agreed. Uh, it's uh, just uh, still uh, one but, in three billion but, shoes but, that are made. But again, Speedy, does that have... 
we could play we could play the what if game in many variables. Um, could it have to do with his size and how much he weighs? How much uh, velocity goes down when he steps and makes a cut? Like you could play that game every which way. The fact is okay. that Nike today their their percentage went down a percent because of Zion Williamson and. I don't know. I it's not going to affect them because they're a billion dollar company, and they're so, still going to be the, the biggest it, shoe deal yeah. by far, especially for basketball. Yeah, especially since they have uh, Michael Jordan brand two with mm-hmm. them. But Absolutely. it is what it is. But ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show here at the Third and Long on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We will be back on Monday at four o'clock, and I'm sure I'm going to have a lot to talk about more next week. Tune in because Speedy and I we will be getting into a debate. A big time debate about college kids getting paid if they should or shouldn't. We're going to get into that. I know I didn't get to talk a lot about a lot about the NFL and uh, Russell Wilson possibly being a giant and the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers saga. We're going to get praying that happens. We're gonna, I know it won't though. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to get into that stuff next week as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.